This is Garrison Harney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, February 10th, 2023. Happy Friday, everyone. Hey, do you have a podcast or are you thinking about starting one? Does your church have a podcast feed for sermons? Then dropwave.io is for you. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon. Every step you take could get you killed. I mean canceled. Since the beginning of CrossPolitik has been working on being anti-fragile, so no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV and to your podcast. This past year, the Waterboy and his friend Jeremy have been working on building a podcast hosting solution for rowdy platforms like CrossPolitik so that you can be confident your podcast will never fall through that glass bridge. Dropwave offers seamless onboarding for shows that have been around for years to easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast. Dropwave will track all of your show's downloads by city, state, and country, and it offers network and enterprise packages for solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at www.dropwave.io. That's www.dropwave.io. Donald Trump reinstated on Facebook and Instagram. On Thursday, Meta reinstated former President Donald Trump on their Facebook and Instagram social media platforms. Meta announced in January that it intended to reinstate Trump's accounts a full two years after they claimed he was suspended for violating their terms of service. So you are ending the suspension of former President Trump on Facebook and Instagram. Why are you doing that now? And explain what's behind it. So he was suspended for two years from using Facebook and Instagram, and that two-year clock expires now this month. And so we're confirming that if he wants to, he can, in the coming weeks, he can use Facebook and Instagram again. Um, I mean, of course, there are guardrails, there are rules. He's got to play by the, the rules. And we're announcing some additional ones today to encourage him to, to, you know, to stick to the rules that, 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 that exist when, when people use Facebook and Instagram. At the end of the day, we believe the American people should hear uh, from, including on, on our apps and services, from those who want to, who want to lead them. And he's a former president of the of this country, uh, vying to be a candidate for the next presidential elections. And we don't really want to, all other things be equal, um, you know, stand in the way. So we think it's right to let the two-year suspension now expire. If, I mean, it's up to him and his team, if he wants to use Facebook and Instagram, he's now free to do so. Mm-hmm. Meta President of Global Affairs Nick Clegg wrote in a statement, Two years ago, we took action in what were extreme and highly unusual circumstances. We indefinitely suspended then-U.S. President Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts following his praise for people engaged in violence at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. On Facebook, Trump's last post was from January 6 and reads, Quote, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Again, that was his last post. After being removed from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Trump created his own social media network, Truth Social, and has not yet become active on the sites that have reinstated him. Moving on, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, at least for now. The Church of England is studying and deliberating on possibly changing the language of Scripture to be gender neutral. Welby's Church of England will begin using pronouns that are gender neutral in reference to God. 
When referring to God in some prayers, the male pronouns he and him will be eliminated, and the phrase our Father will be omitted from the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. The argument that God shouldn't be referred to in masculine terms is not new. One only has to remember the 1999 movie Dogma, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as fallen angels, that depicted God as a woman played by the, not ironic at all, Alanis, Alanis Morissette. An argument by many on the left side is the argument claim that referring to God as exclusively male is what drives a lot of discrimination and sexism against women. Add to that the recent surge in gender ideology that you can identify as any number of over 50 genders, the scripture gets even more complicated for the left. In response to this societal fad, Reverend Joanna Stobart from the Diocese of Bath and Wells has asked the Church of England to develop more inclusive language in our authorized liturgy. The reverend is asking the church to provide more options to those who wish to use authorized liturgy and speak of God in non-gendered ways, particularly in authorized absolutions where many of the prayers offered for use refer to God using male pronouns. However, not everyone sees this issue the same way, thank the Lord. Get to the story that I just blew my mind when I saw this this morning. Not April the 1st yet, and yet still on the front page of a couple of the papers. Now even God could be going gender neutral. Church of England bishops, not just some random vicar who's lost their mind, but Church of England bishops are to debate this spring whether or not to stop referring to the Almighty as he. Now, of course, you get the feminists saying, well, you know, God is a she, uh, but a major project on gendered language. They decide that priests should stop using the male pronouns he and him in some prayers, even drop the phrase our father uh, from the Lord's Prayer, Presumably, you can't even call it the Lord's Prayer anymore. This is a radical rewriting that would have to be approved by the governing body of the General Synod. Uh, But, of course, uh, many will be uh, resisting this. This is uh, uh, something that was revealed in a question to the Liturgical Commission, a panel that develops the wording used for church services. Well, let's talk uh, to a guest on this, Tim Dieppe. He is from Christian Concern, a prominent evangelical organisation here in the UK. Good morning to you, Tim. Morning, Julia. Um, I have a funny feeling, even though you and I are probably on opposite sides of this debate, we're going to agree. I, I am a sort of staunch fundamentalist atheist, you're an evangelical Christian, but I'm betting we're both going to agree this is utterly and utterly bonkers. I, I, t- I do agree with you, Julia. I think when I first heard this, I didn't actually believe it. I thought, really? Have they really done that? They've really gone so far from orthodoxy and so far from traditional faith. And I think what this shows really is just how far they are prepared to go. I mean, we worship God as a trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. That's how he's revealed himself. And Jesus came to earth as a man and, and rose again as a man. And then to say that, oh, well, we don't really worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We worship like mother, sister, and Holy Spirit. Well, I'm sorry, that's now a different God. That's, that's something else. You're now creating a different religion. You're making God how you want him to be, not how God has revealed himself. And I think this shows just how far from even attempting, pretending to be orthodox, when you're messing with the Trinity and messing with how we address God and how uh, Christians have always traditionally addressed God as Father. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I, I can remember certainly in my teenage years this holiday, you know, God is a woman, and I you know if there is a God, there's no reason to think the male or female God, you know, a, a, an almighty power would, would transcend male and female. These are, you know, uh, uh, earthly concepts rather than, you know, heavenly concepts. And that, and that doesn't, doesn't not make sense to me, any, you know, if there, if there is a God. But it does just seem bizarre, yet again, and this is, this apparently originally was put forward by Joanna Stobot, a vicar in the Dusties of Guild 
Guildford, Surrey, said some mm -hmm. clergy want to refer to God without saying hear him, particularly in prayers of forgiveness for sins. Um, this is the bit I don't understand. Sort of, you know, if this is what you do think, I mean, and we see this again and again, we've got vicars who say, well, I'm not entirely sure I believe in an afterlife or things like that. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe the church isn't for you. It does seem to me there are an awful lot of people who want to be well, part, of, part of the Christian yeah. church, particularly the C of E church, but don't actually seem to agree with any of its teachings, in which case, go off and set up a new religion would be my suggestion. Well, I do agree with you. you when you have very clear church doctrines and the 39 articles and all that, and they're very, very precise and very clear and designed to try and protect the faith and say, this is actually what we believe. And if you don't believe that, you ought to be disciplined or you ought to leave or, or in good conscience, you ought to resign. And I think when you have bishops who are very clearly and obviously departing from the faith and very clearly and obviously teaching stuff that is contrary, direct contradiction to what the creeds and what, what the, the teachings of the church say, you know, you've got to ask, you know, why are they not being disciplined or why is somebody not saying, hang on a minute, this isn't actually Christianity. And I think that the problem is that the church has become so captured by sort of woke ideology and transgender ideology that they don't even realise where they've got to. They've already done... Uh, from England to Missouri, Missouri votes against banning children from carrying guns in public. The Republican-led Missouri State House on Wednesday voted against banning minors from openly carrying firearms on public land without adult supervision. The proposal to ban children from carrying guns without adult supervision in public failed by a 104-39 to vote. Only one Republican voted in support. A Democrat, Donna Beringer, said police in her district asked for the, for the change to stop 14-year-olds walking down the middle of the street in the city of St. Louis carrying AR-15s. In 2017, Missouri lawmakers repealed concealed carry requirements in most situations. The measure was part of an hours-long debate on the best way to fight crime, particularly in the St. Louis area. The Republican Lane Roberts, a former Joplin, Missouri police chief and state public safety director, initially included the restrictions on children possessing guns in a broader crime bill, which the House voted to give initial approval. But lawmakers on the House committee that Roberts leads stripped the provision on guns last week. Other provisions in the measure would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor in counties with high crime rates, a provision targeted at the St. Louis Circuit attorney Kim Gardner. Republicans for years have criticized Gardner, a 47-year-old Democrat first elected in 2016 as St. Louis's first black female prosecutor. She's one of several progressive prosecutors elected in recent years with a focus on creating more fairness in the criminal justice system. Republicans say she is not doing enough to fight crime. Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality, they even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small business, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. Get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. Matt Gates introduces resolution to end financial aid to Ukraine. The resolution also calls for a peace agreement after almost a year-long war. Gates and 10 co-sponsors introduced the Ukraine Fatigue Resolution, which calls for the U.S. to end its military and financial aid to Ukraine and urges all combatants to reach a peace agreement. As Fox News reported, the resolution notes that since Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022, the U.S. has been the top contributor to the Ukrainian war effort with more than 110 
$10 billion in financial, military, and humanitarian aid to the U.S. ally. It includes more than $27.4 billion in security assistance. The Daily Fetch reported last month the total amount of military aid provided to Kiev from the United States has soared past $26 billion. In January, Anthony Blinken announced to further a further $2.5 billion in military aid for Ukraine. Besides the $2.5 billion for Ukraine, Congress already awarded $45 billion to the country in the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, which was signed into law in December of 22. Quote, this is about freedom, freedom for Ukraine, freedom everywhere, Biden said, making that announcement. Fox News also notes that the resolution lists the enormous amount of equipment that the U.S. has provided to the country since the beginning of the conflict. It also cites Pentagon officials who have said that munitions have severely depleted the United States stockpiles, weakening the United States readiness in the event of conflict. It also claims that providing by providing assistance, the U.S. is inadvertently contributing to civilian casualties and notes the U.S. estimates that 40,000 civilians have died in the conflict. Concern about the continued U.S. funding of the war has grown among a subset of Republicans as the conflict has dragged on, with lawmakers highlighting issues at home that could use additional funding, including what they see as a failure to protect the U.S. border against historic migrant crisis. Matt Gates said the U.S. has been the top contributor to an everlasting conflict. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up as a club member or as a magazine subscriber or to the Ark Encounter, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference at the Ark Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner for Cross-Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross-Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, have a great weekend, and Lord bless.